This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Welcome to Accelerate Your Business Growth where we're exploring all sorts of business topics. Experts from around the world join me, your host, Diane Helbig, for a conversation where they share their expertise with all of you. Take what you need, when you need it. Featured on Inc.com, Forbes, and MSNBC's Your Business, this podcast is recognized as one of the best podcasts for small business, sales, leadership, social media, and more. When it comes to business, Accelerate Your Business Growth has got it covered. And now on with the show. My guest today is Morgan Sheets. Morgan is a marketing and media consultant who teaches owners of established health, wellness, and fitness small businesses to land and leverage earned media coverage. Through her program, Get Your Message in the Media, She walks business owners through a step-by-step process to design and execute a PR and media strategy to increase their impact, attract their ideal clients, and position themselves as leaders in their industry. Thanks so much for joining me today, Morgan. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. So um, uh, there's so many things I'm curious about, but but the (laughs) first one is Talk to me some about why a small business owner would want to do in-house PR versus like hiring an agency. A lot of times that comes down to budget. You know, a business may not be at the stage of growth where they can dedicate monthly resources to paying a PR firm, which typically requires an ongoing monthly retainer. Um, Also, small business owners know the most about their own businesses. So it may just be that they have a desire and an interest in pursuing press on their own. Um, and, you know, they just want to keep it in-house. Yeah, it's sort of, um, instead of having to teach it to someone, you know, explain their whole business to someone and and what's great about it or, you know, what, what the uh, uniqueness of it is that they already know. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Okay, so now let's talk about why press is is uh, beneficial to a business. What you know, because I think there's a lot of small businesses out there who think if I just keep doing you know social media, everything will be great. But you know, earned media is different. It is earned media really gives your business authority and credibility. Um, you know, we're really programmed to look at businesses that are in the media as having made it. And when you're featured in a media outlet or in a publication, then you're leaning on that publication's brand credibility. So when there's a trusted magazine, for example, and you're featured in it, 
then all of the readers are going to trust in your company the same way because the trust of the magazine is kind of rubbing off on your business. So brand credibility is a big reason. And the second one is just additional reach. You know, um, a media outlet comes with its own audience. And so when you're featured in that publication or on that television station, then you're getting exposure to a new audience. Ah, okay. All right. So how do I want to ask this question? Um, so if I, well, I am a business owner, but, but <laughs> it, <laughs> I was going to say, if I'm a business owner, um, at what point does it make sense to seek media coverage? I would say once you have an established business, and I only say that because right now a lot in the online business world, I see it being told to business owners to, you know, kind of start marketing before they have a product. And that's not something that you want to do with media coverage. So you want to focus on landing press once you have an established business with a validated product. Um, You should already have sold this product, have customers who have used it and who vouch for you. And you know that you're going to be keeping this product around for a while. Oh, so it's like, make sure you're not a flash in the pan. Right. Like, you know, if you're still just testing a service or a product, you don't want to pursue press for that. You know, wait until you validated it and you know that, um, it's like I said, something you want to keep around for a long time. Like, for example, if to be in a magazine, it can take up to a year from the time that you get your pitch accepted to when your product is featured. So wow. it doesn't make sense to start pursuing that kind of press if you know you're still testing out your product. Yeah, it's right. not to the benefit of your business. Yeah, because you may find out that it really isn't something that that's saleable, and so. Right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I see. It's a credibility thing. Okay. So this is interesting that it could take, you know, up to a year for that actually to um, see the light of day. So what does a company need like to have in place before they pitch the media? So you want to have that validated product and you want to have your sales pathway figured out. So you want to make sure that you have a clear channel or vehicle of taking your prospect from interest to the sale. Um, so if that's a you know a web-based business, maybe you have some kind of online form that captures them into an email list, you know, with a free gift or something like that. You want to have a method to capture the audience. Um, and the people that you'll attract, because the likelihood that someone's going to act on, you know, making a purchase from seeing you in a media outlet once is unlikely. So you, you want them to be able to look at, see you on this television station or observe you in a magazine and look you up on the internet and say, okay, you know, this company has a social media page, or, you know, they've got this free gift that I can opt into. And, you want some kind of vehicle in place to keep the prospect around so that you can really nurture that relationship with them um, to increase the likelihood that they buy eventually. Yeah. 
Yeah, right. That's so interesting. When you were talking about that, I was, I was thinking, I do that all the time, that I will see something, you know, in the news, in a magazine, whatever it is, and I will go directly to the website to just start looking around. Right. I'm not necessarily going to buy in the moment, but I'm definitely curious. So if they have some sort of capture mechanism, I'm likely to sign up for it. Yeah, because in the back of your mind, you're kind of, you're interested and you're thinking, well, maybe I'll get back to this later. So let me follow them on Instagram or, you know, sign up for this thing. That way you're in their loop and it stays on your mind. Yeah, so that's interesting. So I guess we need to realize that that as consumers, we want to keep them showing up, you know, the, the, these companies showing up, but we don't want to have to remember to find them. Right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. That's interesting. I never looked at it that way. I guess I was always looking at it from the other or the other side. Um, okay. So so someone's listening to this and they're thinking, okay, well, I, I get it, you know, media, whatever. Um, I'm imagining they're also thinking a couple of things. How do I figure out which media outlets, how do I figure out what it is I should be pitching to them? Um, so, so talk some about those two things. I think for someone getting started, one of the easiest ways to focus on landing media coverage is to work with what's called like reactive pitching. And that's where you go to where journalists are already looking for people to feature. So there's a website called Help a Reporter Out or HARO, H-A-R-O.com. And on that website, journalists put in their queries of experts or products or whatever they're looking to feature and you know, the TV station, the magazine, the newspaper. And if you sign up for the service, you'll get an email in your inbox and you can just go through the list of queries and then you pitch yourself in response. Now, it's it's a numbers game and you have to keep that in mind. You know, there's a lot of other people that are also pitching themselves in response to these. So being one of the first to respond is to your advantage. And the second is there is an art to writing your pitch response so that it's accepted. Um, But these reactive tools like HARO, or there's another one called Source Bottle, which is more focused on, I think, Australia um, and the UK. Those are avenues that make it a little bit easier. If you don't you've never pitched yourself there's a lower barrier to entry for that you can also follow um, like if you know you want to be in a certain publication or on a certain television station you can follow the reporters on twitter or linkedin and a lot of times they tweet or post on linkedin what they're looking for and you know if you follow them you may be a good fit so those are kind of more um, the reactive or lower barrier to entry ways. The second is just to do your research. You can look up the contact that you want to pitch to and then, you know, look into what they write about or what they feature to make sure that what you have to pitch them is in alignment with their beat. 
And then you write a pitch email and you want to always write a pitch email from the perspective of what, what's in it for the reporter. You know, yes, you want your business featured, but the reporter has a job to do in creating content. And so you have to, in your pitch, convey why your business or this product, so like why what you're pitching is a benefit to their media outlet. Why is it a good story? Um, so that's called proactive pitching when you do the outreach yourself. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay. And, and so let's talk some about topics. So, so I love the reactive. I use help a reporter out. It, it is, I think it's just an incredibly valuable thing, for, especially for small businesses to be able to get some ink out there. Um, but for people who are going to do proactive pitching, mm-hmm. so they follow people, they identify what they're talking about. Um, and then make sure that whatever they want to talk about aligns with that. Right. Because right. I think a lot of business owners think, well, I'm having this going on. People should want to know, but they don't necessarily want to know through the media. And it's, it's, for example, if it's a local small business and you have, um, let's say you have an event, an in-store event, then it would make sense to reach out to your local television station because reporting on local news like that is something that they do. So you could reach out and say, hey, we're um, hosting this for the community. This is what we're gonna have available for people and give, give the information from the perspective of what, what's in it for the person attending. And then you know they're more likely to cover that because it's a community service, it's a community news piece. They're not, a reporter isn't gonna say, okay, yeah, I'm gonna, promote this event for you to help you get more people there. They're looking at it from the perspective of what, what is it about this event that the community wants to know and why is it valuable for them to know about and attend the event? Boy, that's so important. That is such a big difference. That, that's really valuable. Wow. Yeah, people really, they, they need to hear that. They need to remember that when, when they're pitching. Wow. That's where most people go wrong when they're pitching. Yeah. Is they pitch from the opposite perspective and it, it doesn't land. Right. Exactly. Right. Because they can tell a mile away that all they're, that what they're interested in is, is themselves and not 
you know, what's good for everyone else. So, so let's talk about that for a minute though. Can you give okay. an example of like a good pitch format? Keep it very short and simple ah. for one. Um, so it depends on who you're pitching and what you're pitching about, but a simple format that I like to follow is a brief introduction and the introduction should qualify who you are and why what you have to say is relevant. Um, so don't put, you know, a three or four paragraph biography or anything like that, but just in one sentence, what is your expertise and why is it relevant to what you're pitching? Then say what you would like to pitch them. Um, so for example, if we're going with the event, you know, in a few sentences, just say, hey, I'm having this in-store event. These are, this is why people would want to come or offering this as a service, or we have these kind of um, offerings available for people and then follow it up, end it with a question, you know, is this something that you would be interested in covering? Um, and, and it can be as simple as that. It doesn't, the longer your pitch is, the less likely you are to get a response <laughs> because these people are busy and, right. um, they just need to know in a nutshell what you want to tell them. And if they're interested, you know, they'll follow up with you. Okay. So, so then we leave it in their hands. We shouldn't be saying, you know, I'll follow up to schedule a time to talk or anything like that. No. Yeah. That's no, why I asked the question. I think it's important because I think that's another thing people do that's not received well. Yeah, you have to, people probably, they may not know, but these reporters receive so many pitches, like their inbox is filled with pitches on a daily basis. So being more aggressive isn't really to your advantage. You know, they, like I said, they have a job to do. They're looking for great content. They're actively looking for good stories to feature. Um, you know, if they feature product, they're actively looking for a good product to feature. It's just a matter of finding the right fit. And that's where if you put it in their hands, they will get back to you because they have a job to do and they're looking for this content. And if, if you happen to be a match for what they're looking for, right then they're interested. And I think that's another thing to keep in mind is you have to make their job as easy as possible for them. I think a, when pitching a, but where business owners often go wrong is that they think that if they just tell them about their business, if they write like, hey, I have this business and this is what I do, that the reporter is gonna wanna cover them and find something about them that's newsworthy. And that's not uh. the case. Yeah, that's a good point. Okay, so I want to run through a scenario with you. So let's say I, I do all of these things, you know, I follow whatever and I pitch something and I, you know, don't hear back from them or they respond and say, thanks, but no thanks, whatever. Um, is it okay for me to continue to send ideas to this person as they come up? Yeah. Or should I just move on? No, definitely keep building the relationship with that person. Okay. You know, maybe, you know, like I said, if you connect with them on their professional social media, like LinkedIn or Twitter, you know, 
see what stories they're posting and comment on it. Work on nurturing that relationship so that you stay on their radar. Wow. Because just because you're not a good fit right now, doesn't mean that you won't be a good fit in the future. Yeah. And okay. yeah, like I said, when they're working on a story, if you're top of mind, if they're like, oh, I know, you know, like, I, I don't know, Diane, she's got this podcast and she's a business consultant. Like yeah. I need to, you know, I want to, I know you've been featured in lists of, you know, podcast to listen to. So we'll use that as an example. Let's say, you know, I've made a roundup of best business podcasts. I need to reach out to Diane and include her. Um, yeah. Nurturing those relationships are more likely to make scenarios like that happen. Yeah, which is pretty much sales 101 too. So that that's also um, a great reminder of that. And then, so let's say I get this press, what are some ways that, that I can use it in my existing marketing? Is it just sharing whatever the story is or are there other things I can be doing with it? Yeah, you can put it on your website. Um, so you wanna think of how can you display this press that you landed in a way that increases your authority and your credibility. So you'll see restaurants often or you know, other brick and mortar businesses that have had press coverage, they frame the piece, mm -hmm. the cover and the article and they frame it and they put it on their walls because that's why everyone that walks through the door, yeah, they're already a customer, but it improves the existing relationship. Um, so you don't, you just use your press to attract new customers. You can also use it to improve your existing client relationships. So finding ways like your website, or you can send it out in an email newsletter and let your customers know that you've been featured. A lot of times they're excited for you. You know, if they love your product and they love your business, then they, they want to see you win. You know, people right. like to buy and participate in, in things that are succeeding. Um, they'll be excited for you. So Put it in your existing marketing, you know, share it with your existing list, put it up on the wall if it's a brick and mortar location, put it on your website. Um, in the past, I had a lighting distribution business or my, my mom did, but I worked, I worked in it with her. And one thing that we did is we had, um, we printed out the covers of the magazines and then the articles that we landed it and we put those in um, folders, the sales reps folders. So whenever they went out to pitch our product, which was a lighting line um, to interior designers, there were these kind of tear sheets of the press that we'd landed to help validate that product and say, okay, yeah, you know, you can see that this is a high quality lighting line, but this lighting line was also featured in Architectural Digest and El Decor. Um, so if you have a business that uses sales reps, sharing it as part of your sales presentation can also be helpful. Yeah. Boy, that's a great example. Yeah. This is really, I mean, it's such valuable information and, and I think people shy away from it because they think they have to hire a company, you know, to do it for them. Um, or they don't think they have anything worth sharing or, you know, there, there's just so many thoughts around that. So I really appreciate this conversation and really, um, shedding light on, it's not difficult. I mean, you have to do the work, right? You have to, right. there's certain uh, guidelines 
to follow. Um, but but it can be really, really valuable for increasing your credibility and your, and the trust factor. Exactly. And I would say to those people that may not know what to talk about, one thing to do is just go to like Google News and type in your area of expertise, your product, your business, and look at all the articles that are being written up on your topic. Oh, that's a great idea. You know, then you can see for yourself that there's articles being published daily talking about what you do. And what you can do is if you if they read deeper into the articles, start looking at it and maybe you'll say, okay, well, they didn't talk about this. Mm. And that's what you pitch. You know, find what's not being talked about about what you do, but that needs to be talked about and then pitch that and pitch it from, you know, if you're position if you're going out there as an information expert sharing information then you want to make sure that you're pitching things that are valuable um valuable information when you pitch from that perspective you're more likely to be picked up because like I said the outlet's looking for great content anyway so if you share something that hasn't been talked about and you can demonstrate why you can even put this article say hey I saw this article you know, they really miss this important point. Right. You know, that's an avenue in. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's relevant to what they're already talking about. Yeah. And that's timely, um, relevant, specific are yeah. things you want to keep in mind when you're pitching. Um, because a good pitch has to be all of those things. Timely, relevant. I'm sorry. Timely, relevant. And specific. Oh, and specific. That's great. Okay taking notes. Excellent. Well, gosh, Morgan, thank you so much for this information. I appreciate it. I've learned a lot, uh, which is always good. Um, <laughs> that's part of the reason I do this podcast, but, but it also shows, tells me that the listeners are learning a lot. So thank you for spending this time with me. And will you let the listeners know, you know, how they can find you, whatever you've got going on? Sure. Yeah. They can find me at getyourmessageinthemedia.com. And I offer a complimentary consultation if you want to find out if, you know, pursuing in-house media on your own is the right next step for your business, they can schedule a complimentary call and we can talk media. Sweet. That is so great. Well, thank you again for spending this time and sharing. It's been my pleasure. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. And listeners, thank you. You are who we're doing this for. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Accelerate Your Business Growth a production of Evergreen Podcasts. Discover more episodes of this podcast and explore others at evergreenpodcast.com. As always, continue to prosper and be curious. And if you're looking to get your sales strategy headed in the right direction, pick up a copy of Succeed Without Selling on Amazon or wherever books are sold. Until we meet again, On another episode of Accelerate Your Business Growth, goodbye and good day. The world's best-known investor and Wall Street expert Warren Buffett once said, Wall Street is the only place that people ride to in a Rolls Royce to get advice from those who take the subway. Mr. Buffett's quote is remarkably accurate, but how many people would rather receive advice from him than someone simply guessing? Welcome to Buy, Hold, Sell, your single source for Wall Street knowledge and profitable guidance. 
please join me, Todd Schoenberger, and fellow trader Tobin Smith, as well as host Veronica Dudo, for a podcast known to move the needle for investors. Tobin and I are seasoned Wall Street executives with deep investment experience, and we are prepared to share our advice to those who choose to listen. Download Buy, Hold, Sell today on the Evergreen Podcast Network or your favorite podcast channel.